Welcome everyone to the Bread of Life. My name is Joel Van Hoogen and I'm the Executive Director of the International Outreach and Discipleship Ministry, Church Partnership Evangelism. We're at work in over 40 different countries. I'm also the Bible teacher at Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho, and we're glad to bring this program to you. Your prayers for our work are greatly needed. Your support for the work is greatly appreciated. To learn more about us, go to cpeonline.org or breadoflifeboise.org. Today, we'll continue our consideration of the first words found in Mark's Gospel. If Mark's Gospel had a title, it would surely be the first verse of the book, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Gospel story is the account of God's work to redeem sinful people through His Son, Jesus Christ, and Mark tells us that this story is just beginning. The half has yet to be told. So he doesn't just write about the great works that Jesus did. He talks about the great followings that followed him. Everywhere he went, the people gathered around him and they gathered up the sick people on pallets and on beds and they rushed their way to Jesus and rushed their way into his presence. And Mark tells you about his great following. And then Mark brings it down to his great death. After all of that and all these wonderful actions and all this great following, it ends with his death, his great rejection and death. And it's profound. It's incredible, and Mark gives more detail than anyone else. And then Mark leads us to his great resurrection. And what Mark wants us to do is to see his great works and his great following and his great rejection and death and his great resurrection. And he wants us to say, like the centurion at the foot of the cross in Mark 15, verse 39, he wants us to draw this conclusion, truly, this man was the Son of God. And that's his intent, and that's his purpose. And so you see, this book is not simply a book you read, it's a message that you're to receive. It's an argument that's to come to your heart. It's the same, you understand this. These gospel accounts really frame for us the message that was preached by the early disciples when they dispersed throughout all the known world. When they went among Jews, they preached like Matthew. When they went among individuals who were within the Jewish community that were God-fearers, I think they preached like Mark. When they went out into the Gentile community, they delivered the message like Luke. When they went to people who were hearing all kinds of false witnesses about who Jesus really was because the Gnostics were rising up in the church, they spoke like John. And in all of it, they were wanting to convince us of the fact of who Jesus Christ and come before that testimony. And so in all your Christmas festivities this year, don't confuse the mythology of Christmas time with the facts of Christ. Don't somehow let the mythology of Santa and his reindeer and his elves and little drummer boys with their pa pums you know, obscure in any way or bleed into the sentiment that you have at Christmas time. Pull them apart, folks. That's fun. It's nice. Christmas lights, all that's great. But this babe was real. And so was his birth, and so was his life, and so was his death, and so was his resurrection. And all your sentiment concerning this season must end in a certainty about the reality of Jesus Christ. This is a story to be received and understood. Here's the last one. It's this. This gospel is not a story bound in time. It's not a book that has been closed It is a story that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is continuing to write. 
I just want you to look at one word here. It's great. Mark writes, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's not for the first seven verses. That's for all the chapters of the gospel of Mark. Mark is telling us that this is the beginning of his story. It's easy to read the gospel accounts of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and say to yourself, this and that is what Jesus did and somehow lock him safely away into the past, but the Lord Jesus is alive and well, as the end of Mark's account makes very clear to us. And everything that Mark records that Jesus did is testimony to what he still does. Everything he did, he does. Everything he was, he is. It is just the beginning of the gospel. Just the beginning. I love to read biographies. I don't know if you do. I love a good biography. And if you were to ask me what my favorite biography that I ever read was, I would tell you that it was Carl Sandburg's writings on Abraham Lincoln. He wrote it in six volumes. They're hard to put down. And I read them over a lengthy period of time. And when I came to the end of it, I was disappointed that the story was over. I wish I could have kept reading more and more about the life of Abraham Lincoln, but, you know, his life did come to an end, and the story came to an end as well. You can read great stories and great biographies, and you know the feeling. You almost wish the book wasn't over. You have to close it at some point in time and put it away, and you wish you didn't have to. And you think, well, maybe I can just read the story over and over again. Some people come back to Christmas time. Well, this is just like a good story. We just want to read again and again. Just a book that we've closed and we open it up once a year. But then we lock it away until we get nostalgic again for it. But the story of Jesus Christ is not a finished story, right? It is not over. It never will be. It will pour forth throughout the eternal ages. It will ring on and on and on. He himself is still writing that story in the lives of those he has saved. God's salvation story for you and for me has not been completed. He's still writing it. Romans chapter 5 verse 10, a wonderful verse, says this. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, past, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by his life, future? He's still writing it out. He's still writing out the lines of his saving grace in my life. He has more to do in my life. He's still washing me again and again in the fountain of the blood of Jesus Christ. He is still shaping me and conforming me into his image. One day I will see him, the Bible says, and I will be like him for I'll see him as he is. But that won't be the end of it. From that point in time before the throne of Jesus Christ and the outshining of his brilliant glory, I will go in an endless progression of knowing him more and more and serving him more and more. And I will not cease singing of his glory and of his gospel, his saving grace in Jesus Christ. And so you can put down a good biography, but this is one book you never get to put down. It goes on being written, and he writes the lines, Praise God, on my very heart and my very being. When I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior at that moment, this narrow, finite heart all of a sudden shifted to an eternal capacity. The infinite God poured his life into my heart and being. The life of God, the Puritan said, and the soul of man, and he abides within me. 
and an expansive power he is writing out and expressing his life in my life and he will throughout all glory and throughout all eternity Mark says I'm only giving you the beginning our lives are not meant to be a static reflection of past glory but as Paul has said we are living letters being written by God God is continually writing out his good news story in our life and that story extends itself through the miracles that he performs in our life and the divine touches of his grace in our life and the provisions that he gives us and the conformings and the confirmings and the comfortings of his grace that he daily brings into our life it's a part of the gospel account it's a part of the story Mark's account is only the beginning of the gospel God has so much more to write down and it includes you and I it's a story of the day that you were saved from the penalty of sin this morning in our Sunday school hour a number of people gathered in small groups and different individuals because their birthday was the closest to this date were selected to share their story their testimony of that moment in time a story of when they were saved from the penalty of sin it's a story that's being told of how God now is saving us from the very power of sin do you know what the next is the day is coming when it'll be a story in which we're saved from the very presence of sin and that's the gospel folks that's a part of the good news story maybe some of you have felt that the story has had a bad ending in your life you know I'm aware that at Christmas season there are a lot of people that really enjoy Christmas but there are a lot of people that don't because everything that we're told makes Christmas special in this season is everything that a lot of people don't have they don't have the means to buy the gifts they want to buy they don't have family to gather around them they don't have those wonderful warm relationships they're all alone and so they're discouraged and depressed maybe there are some of you who felt that somehow the story has ended badly there's some failure in your life some irretrievable loss some stain that you think has besmirched you to such an extent that this is how the story ends but I just want you to listen I want you to look to the Lord Jesus I want you to hear the words of Mark the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ he is your Savior or he can be if you receive him you turn to him and receive him and he'll cleanse you of all your sins and your story will not be over it will just begin you can trust him and he'll keep writing it out throughout your life and throughout all eternity maybe you've thought that all you needed to do was pray a prayer all you need to do is receive Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and Savior and that would be the high point of your spiritual experience you did it you got your fire insurance you know if you die you're going to heaven that's all I need it's good oh you are denying yourself so much you've turned yourself away from the story when it just began it's just begun it isn't over there's only one reason why God hasn't called you home yet that is that he has more to write here now of his gospel and his grace in your life of the expression of his power to rescue you from your temptations and sins of his power to bring you into that place in most greatest significance and living for him and for his glory and his honor the story is just begun wherever you are in your Christian life I think there are some individuals that have some extent started sliding for home you know they've decided that well I've received Christ I've lived my Christian life and now I'm, I'm kind of on cruise control 
and you started to slide from home and you start to slide at about second base. Really, I'm telling you, you just got the hit. Don't slide yet. The story has just begun. It's the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ and he's not done with you yet. You're not a has-been and neither is Jesus Christ. He has plans for you. He has things that He wants to do for you and in you, and He has things that He wants to do through you. He has still more to show you by a long shot. The story has just begun. It's not over. It's still being written. And by the way, this story doesn't end with a nebulous, they lived happily ever after. He is writing out a story that's continuing and will continue into the very presence of God Himself. And we'll end with, and they worshipped him forever and ever and ever. And I want you to know one last thing. Having said all that, please remember, it's really not a story about us, right? It's a story written in us. But it's a story all about him. It belongs to Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is a story to His glory, and it's just beginning. Bread of Life Radio is a represented ministry of the International Mission of Church Partnership Evangelism and the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. To learn more about our work around the world, go to cpeonline.org or traincpe.org. And to learn more about our local fellowship, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Your financial gifts make possible this ministry and our work to make disciples of Christ among the nations. Until the next time, may God bless you.